Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Yes, back at it again. You see the flag in the background. We're going to the south, uh, going to Oklahoma. They just came off a huge win uh, this weekend, and we want to talk about it. So talk about this team. Talk about the postseason uh, decision that the NCAA came out with. Talk about their staff. Talk about uh, what makes Mike be so uh, dynamic in this space as a head coach and leader. Uh, but we have one of his assistant coaches new to the staff. Uh, he was on. Last year, when they were hot as fish grease at Drake, he was one of the assistants, uh, went viral with his interview. So we got him back again um, to, to talk about OSU and, uh, and the South. So we're going to bring in Larry B. from Oak State, the Cowboy. He's a Cowboy now. <laughs> go Pokes. Go Pokes. What's up, man? Not much. Brian, how we doing, bud? Appreciate you having me on, Kevin. Always a pleasure. And I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to jump on and, and uh, exchange a few ideas and thoughts for a little bit. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're going to get straight to it. Big win Saturday. Uh, you play the Longhorns. Obviously, a lot of buzz around the Longhorns from this offseason. New coach, all these new players, new transfers. Uh, Oklahoma State last year has the number one player in the draft. You get this crazy news from the NCAA that you can't play in the tournament. So every game, I'm sure you guys are approaching the way you're approaching to win every game, but the games where you play the ranked opponents have to feel a little bit sweeter. What was that win like? What has this journey been like knowing that you guys can't play whole season because of an NCAA thing that most people in the world, if you have any sense, didn't agree with? Well, you know, first and foremost, I think, you know, our heart breaks for our seniors. You know, a lot of the, especially coming off the COVID year, we played in the bubble. Um, and we were fortunate at Drake to enjoy it. And also these guys here had an opportunity to enjoy it. Um, you know, but guys but like, like Bryce Williams, um, Isaac Likelil, I mean, for them to spend their last year in college basketball and not have a chance to play in that tournament, mm. um, especially in a traditional year, I mean, that's heartbreaking. And to their credit, you know, no one's really complained. 
Um, obviously, everyone knows the, the deck that we've kind of been dealt, but they really just, you know, put their head down and kind of work as hard as they can. And I think it's really brought our team closer, you know, our team, our fan base, our campus community. Uh, I think a lot of people have rallied around something that none of us agree with. Um, but I think at the same time, it's not necessarily what happens. And, uh, you know, Coach Mike is really um, he's really purposeful and he's really intentional with how he convinces our guys. that it's not what really happens it's how you deal with. Yep, yep, absolutely. Speaking of how you deal with it, going into that game uh, just this Saturday, playing a conference rival more or less. A lot of recruiting happens in Texas for Oak State. A lot of Texas recruiting happens with Texas now. What was that victory like? Uh, what was that game back? Take us through that a little bit. Well, you know, college basketball, any game that you can win, especially in the Big 12, um, you know, any game that you can win is always a great thing. And for us, when Oklahoma State has been great, you know, you look at the greats, obviously Kay was here, Marcus Smart. Uh, when our teams are great, we've, we've done really well from a recruiting standpoint in Texas. Um, so that game, obviously, you know, being the next game was awesome, but also having a chance with a lot of our guys playing against familiar faces, a lot of the built-in rivalries, it was awesome to have a chance to play against a good team and come out on the right side of the win-loss call You know, you guys, I think the one thing that always pops when I watch you guys play is feels like you guys have eight, nine starters. There's, you know, just a, a depth and a balance to, to your group. And it feels like any, any given night, obviously, you know, against, you know, Texas, a guy coming off the bench and, you know, Keelan Boone's the guy who leads you in scoring and leads you to a, a huge victory. Can you talk about uh, how you guys have navigated that, the, the depth and, and keeping everybody, you know, all, you have a bunch of mouths to feed. How do you keep everybody happy? Certainly. Well, Kevin, it's, that's one of the strengths of our team. You know, I think in, in, in specifically this week, we played three games and well, we played four games in seven days. Um, and really with this stretch, we'll play on Tuesday at West Virginia. Then we'll go to Texas Tech Thursday and then Saturday we'll finish at Baylor. You know, so having a really deep roster gives us a chance to be able to, to, to throw out a lot of different guys. But more importantly, you know, with guys and from a development standpoint, being able to play in, in practices against comparable competition with guys that you can throw out there in any Big 12 contest, you know, I think it really has helped our team from a development standpoint because night, day in and day out, you're having to really uh, compete and play against guys that could, could like Keelan, jump up and they, they could give you 20 on any, any given night. So I think it really has helped from a development standpoint. Talk to me about Coach, Coach Boynton and, and what – you've been able to learn from him about coaching, about life and, you know, your first year working for him. Well, the, the basketball success speaks for itself. You know, I, I know Coach Boynton, Coach Mike is, um, you know, he, he's had a lot of success on the court, both as a head coach and as an assistant. Um, but what really, really rivals that is the kind of just human being and role model, father figure, um, man, just he is just for our team, for our family, for the for the campus community. Like, um, you know, it's, there's nothing that's too big or too small for him. He doesn't carry himself and put himself up on a pedestal. And every day in and out, just his humility, how he approaches it, how hard he works um, and just how accessible he is and how he really can just build relationships that go beyond and, and just the whole beyond just being a basketball coach. That's been amazing for me to see him as a man. How do you think, you know, his leadership and that humility has helped lead your team through this, you know, really challenging year where you guys haven't been, you know, knowing that that end goal has isn't attainable for you guys? 
Well, I just think it speaks to who he is. You know, again, we, we've been dealt, dealt a deck of cards that a lot of people would really not have any interest in. You know, a lot of times in these kind of situations, a lot of the players may opt to go do something and maybe save their year. Um, you know, a lot of guys may complain and may not give it their best. Um, because of who he is, the kind of person that he is, the relationships that he has, the kind of coach, you know, our guys, they get better. And I think beyond that, they know how much he cares about them, how much he's concerned about their development on and off the court. And I think because of that, you know, our team has embraced who he is and, and really just that whole Ubuntu motto that each each one of us, you know, we're only as good as each other. And just that kind of family culture that he's built has allowed us to persevere through all of this. You, you you mentioned the the upcoming stretch you guys have coming up with with the three road games this week. You, know, you had Kansas and Texas this past week. What what is the grind in this conference like? You know, it feels like it's unlike anything else in college basketball, the Big Twelve, and this, to these ten teams. You know, anyone can beat anyone any given night, and it's just it's it's a war, man. Well, the the Ken Palm Ken Palm is a metrics that most people use or point to when trying to determine those who has the best conference, et cetera. And you can look at anything, synergy, you can go on hoop math, you can go on whatever you want. The Big 12 is the undisputed, you know, best conference in the country. I mean, this year, like you can, if anyone can find anything that can refute that or go against it, like I would love to see it. And it's fun. I mean, as you go through, one of the things that Coach Mike always says is that all we can think about is the next game. You don't have time to look at the second one or the one you just played. Um, there's no gimmies. You know, every night if you don't bring it, you're not going to win, period. And he's really used that with our guys. I mean, the reality is, although we can't play for the NCAA tournament, if we can go through this conference and we can win the league, win it outright, I mean, at the end of the day, I think you can argue if you can win the regular season, you play everyone home and home. If you can win that, I think you can you can make a strong case for being the best team in the country when it's all said and done. Absolutely. Uh, talk me through you know the the leadership of this team and, and how they've you know dealt with some of these things. You know, seeing right there, Isaac Likely, who's sure. I think one of the great leaders in, in college basketball. How have they dealt with this and? Uh, how, 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 what, what is coaching them meant to you this year? Well, as you mentioned, Isaac is a senior. He's been around the program the longest. And for him, just the mentality that he brings, the, his game, I mean, the way he plays, he's an unselfish player that his success, I mean, he's our best defender. He leads our team and has the best assist to turnover ratio. He doesn't score as much as most people would think. And the way he sets the tone with his selflessness, guarding the best player every night, mm-hmm. leading our team in assists, and just creating a culture of unselfishness, I think that really just has helped our team uh, with how he leads. Yeah, I love it, Coach. What, what's one of the things about Coach Mike? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if there's very many coaches that have embraced being as young as he is at the highest level and embraced the brand and the community of OSU the way that he has. Um, he deserves every bit of his contract that he earned last year. And I'm just – I know him personally, so I'm biased from coaching against him and seeing him as the assistant at Stephen F. Austin when I'm in the South and at Lamar. He's the same guy, but he's – it just seems like the way he's approached, whether it's recruiting, 
uh, and kind of being creative there with his social media or how he's played to things like uh, this. Just It seems like every situation he just handles so calcul- calculatedly well. What can you say about Coach that maybe people that aren't around him every day uh, get a chance to see? Well, I think a few things. First, I feel like it's five of him because <laughs> every he's everywhere. And, you know, I, I'll give you some specific examples. He's incredible on campus with just the students. Um, and we were taking our staff over to the student union and they were, we were going to give out T-shirts with our team and our staff was going to meet them over on campus. And there was a volleyball, I mean, I'm sorry, there was a, a softball player that walked by and he greeted that student athlete by her name. And we were behind them, so she couldn't see us and just the reaction and how he just knows each and every one. And it's not as exclusive to every team, the football team. Um, you can see the women's basketball team. Like, it just seems the way he's, in spite of the position that he has, he's incredibly high touch. And he's not someone that when people meet you never feel like and even with recruits or boosters or or just anyone is not exclusive well can help him um he just has an ability to make everyone feel like they're special they're important and always has time for people um and i i think his time as an assistant has really helped him you know i think he a lot of guys become head coaches especially at this level and I can speak from my high school experience. You you go when you're a high school coach and you want to spend time with the head coach and they blow you off. They won't give you the time of the day. I just think that the man that he is, the humility that he has and his ability to, to connect with people and genuinely connect. Um, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I'll give you another example. We had an unofficial visit on campus and there's boosters. We're having a, um, you know, we're having a, a lot of the teams together and they're cooking out. Um, so everyone's there there's food being passed around and we're getting ready to go from that um, kind of tailgate if you will over to the football game and as you know uh, from being an assistant normally the assistants have set up the rides have got the ticket squared away and we're all a new staff all of so us it's a royal oil machine for an assistant it's unreal and he's coordinating okay you're going to take the cart here and like that's just his personality there's no job that's too big or too small and, and I mean this genuinely, what most people have said is like, man, it seems like you work for a great man. Uh, you, it seems like you work for someone that, you know, is energetic. It seems like you work for someone that's really passionate about people. And I can say from my experience, like there, it's exceeded what people see on TV. And that's an everyday deal. I don't know how he does it. And I, I'm convinced there's more than one of him. <laughs> oh, I love it. So let's go back to your time, coach. Um coming through the ranks in this college basketball thing, and even before college basketball. Um, tell us a little bit of your background. Those that know you know the Orangeville uh, version of you and uh, coaching guys like uh, the NBA star for the Nuggets, who's unfortunately still hurt, or they really would be making a different run uh, right now. That's Mr. Murray, uh, a.k.a. Buckets. Uh, talk, <laughs> a little, talk a little bit about your journey to come through this thing and how that's kind of prepared you to be at this high major level doing great things? Well, I don't want to bore everyone, but I've been fortunate. Uh, My journey started at the Division III level. Um, I got a chance to be there for five years, and then I moved up um, to have a chance to coach some Division II basketball for a little bit. 
and I kind of got my break when I was given the opportunity to move to Toronto to be a head coach in a new expansion league in Toronto. Um, I did that for a season, and then I was blessed with a chance to help start Orangeville Prep up in Canada. And, and that experience, I think we had 30 Division I players and six NBA players in three years. Um, and I'm grateful for that because I had an opportunity to get a chance to meet a lot of college coaches, um, to get a chance to see a lot of people recruited, to be on a lot of visits. Um, and I think that that experience really gave me an opportunity in this profession. Um, I didn't know it then. Um, and, and I, you know, Brian, I know we talk about it a lot. I never apologize for my faith. I'm convinced that the good Lord knew what he was doing. Um, because I wanted to go from Orangeville, you know, we had a really good team and a lot of lives and, and families generationally were changed. Um, but I wanted to go from there to this high major level. And I was fortunate to have a chance to have to start at Canisius. And I was there for two years where we won a championship. And, um, I got a chance to learn more of the profession from the division, from a division one standpoint. Um, after two years there, I went to Drake and I spent three years at Drake. Uh, we had a lot of success there as well. We went to the tournament. Uh, we won a conference championship. We won 20 games every year. And I'm convinced that the good Lord, just through the journey of being D2, D3, um, a college football player, um, I think it gave me a different perspective of this. And it really helped me to really understand that no matter what happens, that the kids are at the center of this. And I think just the proficiency and the different things, the good, the bad, and the, diff and the indifferent that you learn at all the different levels. Um, there's not a day that goes by at this level that I don't pull from those experiences and from a lot of the lives that we were fortunate to impact. And, and truthfully, a lot of the lives that impacted me as well. So my journey has been a long road, but I'm, I'm grateful every day for the way that it, it, it kind of um, went and, and how things kind of transpired. I think you're muted, B. God, I'm back. I didn't want to jump in. Let's give them the ISO, get it clear out. Um, <laughs> I'll ask one more and I'll pass to Kevin for the closer, but uh, he's the closer now. He, he used to not be the closer. Not the closer. He's Mariano Rivera now. We got no choice. We got the righty or the lefty? I'm lefty, baby. Lefty. lefty. Yeah, lefty. South ball. Lefty. If, you, if you haven't seen his IG either, you got to see the shot, the four. Oh, he was on point. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if it went in or not, but anyway, that's another subject. That's um, the real bucket. It's not Jamal. Man, exactly. <laughs> I thought it was Jamal Murray. Um, so recruiting now, obviously being able to talk about coaching those guys you just mentioned at Orangeville, just personally when you're recruiting, obviously you sell your program, you sell coach. <clears throat> what is it like recruiting now in this day and age with the portal and uh, all the things that are going on around college basketball, the first year eligibility, I mean, one-time transfer that makes you immediately eligible. What is it like at the highest level, power five level recruiting? Because some people think at the lower levels, it's the farm system. But at the same time, now a high level guy that may not be playing for you guys can go be a major player on another team. So what is it like with your roster, just knowing that, and even in the recruiting spaces, how do you manage that? Well, you know, being in cowboy country, I'll say uh, it's the wild, wild west, no pun intended. Um, you know, I, I think it still boils down to, to, to the basics. And I think my time at Orangeville really helped me because a lot of our guys went to places across the country. And I think they went 
and they went to places that didn't fit. Mm. And I look at that, like, you know, there's 15, 1600 transfers every year. I was in the room for a lot of conversations that were not factual. And I'll give you specific examples. You know, a kid and a family goes to institution A and they tell that kid that at institution A, that if you come to us, you'll play the point, you'll play 30 minutes, you'll get to have the basketball and you'll get to do this. And then student athlete goes to institution A and they play them at the three. <laughs> and then everyone gets upset with the, the, the kid that we just mentioned because he wants to leave after the first year when what he said, what institution A told him wasn't correct. So I think the you know, for starters, one of the things that I really, amongst many things, but one of the things I really respect about Coach Mike is he's almost he's so honest that sometimes as an assistant, when you're recruiting, you're like, coach, man, maybe you could admit that. You're like, omit that like point. Like, and and I, I respect it. I mean, I think it goes back to why our guys and our culture, in spite of some adversity, is still really, really strong because he all the relationships are built on trust and truth. Mm. And and I think it's, oh, I'm sorry, they're built on truth. And I think that truth can create and build trust. So I think that's the first thing is identifying what the real fit and need is. Mm -hmm. And then I think once you do that, I think if you tell people, one, we don't have a lot of guys transferring in, a, in and out of here, mm. regardless of the situation because he is so upfront and truthful. But then the second part is kind of identifying what we will need and then figuring out a way uh, to address that coach. And the staff did a really good job with this class, with Woody Newton, um, Musa Cisse, um, Bryce Thompson. Mm -hmm. um, those guys have come in and had an immediate impact already. And I think with us, you know, moving forward, I think as we do move forward, trying to find exactly what we need and, and being able to, to lean on some of these relationships. Um, I think people know that we coach does what he says and says what he's going to do. So right. right. Well said. All right. Last time I did around the head, we're going to go on. <laughs> well, we always, we always end, uh, end the show with a funny story and uh -oh. you know, you've, you've been around. So, so you, you certainly have some good ones in college basketball, high school, working for coach Boynton. We need a good funny story to wrap us up here. Wow, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were in the hot seat before, now it just got warm, man. Well, one of my favorite parts of college basketball is when former players call or text unexpectedly. Yeah. So one of our players is getting ready to get married this summer, and he shot a text, and you know, obviously was shooting kind of a text message or a picture of the save the date. And it kind of reminded me of a funny story with him. Um, funny, maybe not funny. So this young man is a six, five young man from the middle of nowhere, Virginia. I won't embarrass him. And he's a division three player, country boy. Country is like a brown egg, you know, fishing and just all of that stuff. And I'm country as well. So like, I love country boys, no, no disrespect, but long story short, this is the kid's first time away from small town, Virginia. And it's about 5 36 o'clock. And, you know, obviously this is nine, 10 years ago. Texting wasn't as prevalent. It may have been iPhone two or three. So he shoots a text message, coach help. And I'm like, Whoa, this can't be good. I mean, this is probably his third week on campus. And he said, coach, you know, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm thinking like this is not gonna be good. I mean, the young man. So I asked him what's going on, and uh, lo and behold, he said, "Coach, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed," and he wouldn't respond. So the dots are on the phone, and nothing's happening. <laughs> so a minute and a half later, I'm sitting, you know, and I called the kid. I was like, "Man, you got to tell me what's going on." So I call him, and he's—I mean, it's, he's embarrassed. Like he doesn't want to tell me. He says, "Coach." I've been sitting on the pot for about five or six minutes. I guess he was reading something and his legs, I guess, had fallen asleep and he couldn't feel his legs. (laughs) (laughs) So that young man trying to explain to me that his legs had fallen asleep because he was sitting on that toilet his first time away from home. That's a silly story. It kind of came up. He laughed and laughed. Obviously, he's getting ready to get married. So if I'm asked to speak uh, at his wedding, um, I, that may be a story that comes up, but you no, know, I think those are the things that make this worthwhile as you go through your career, kind of laughing at some of those silly things that happen as, as um, you know, when you're with these guys. No doubt. No doubt. I love that story. I got one more before we go. What's one aspect, man, of this thing? You you mentioned all these levels you've been at. You've been on the side where you've seen guys get recruited. You've been division three, division two, low major, mid major, high major, right? Been in a tournament, seen it all. So, What's one thing about this thing that people don't know, either how hard it is or they think it's one way, but really it's another? What's one thing just behind the curtain, if you just had to say, of the business that you would say in general, not just the the highest level? I think every place has a different perspective. And I can remember when I was coaching with CIA Bounce on the Nike EYBL and that was the team with Dylan Brooks, we had Jamal Murray, uh, Kyle Alexander. I mean, you have, and I, I mean, we had countless NBA players on that AAU team. And I can remember my first time on the sidelines, all of a sudden, you know, just thinking, man, if I was a college coach, I would get a hotel room, my own hotel room. I would get a chance to have a bunch of frequent flyer miles. I get Marriott points. Like, and I think the perspective on that side, and, and obviously, you know, you make you're compensated fairly. I think my perspective as an AAU coach was like, man, if I could just get to college basketball, then I would be happy. And I think when you're at college basketball, you know, I think when you're on this side, you're like, man, if I could just go get Jamal, Andrew Wiggins, and like, and you think the perspective, your perception of it is that, man, it's easy. I just go over there and I'll just get this dude and this dude. So like, if, and I can remember when I was at Canisius, you know, at a, at a low to mid major, like I can remember thinking like, man, if I got to the highest level, then I would be able to get the best player and not trying to figure out if they're too good for us, but not quite good enough for them. Right. So I think like no matter what level you're at, the grass always seems to be greener. Mm-hmm. But it's the little things like, you know, when you're a high school coach and a college coach calls you and says, look, you know, I'm going to call you tomorrow. Or I'm going to come to your gym. And then they don't show up. Now, as a college coach, I understand a little bit differently. Like, you know, one, you shouldn't do it. But there's so many different things that can happen throughout the course of the day. Right. Um, and trying to manage all that. And I, I think I can remember being a high school coach thinking, man, you know, this dude can play for you. Like, he's really good. And some of those guys were guys that turned out having really good careers. But when you're a high school coach, you may not understand that if they have three point guards, then they don't need a fourth, even if it is Jamal Murray. Right. So, you know, I I think each stop has a different perspective and everyone has their challenges no matter where you are. But I think the one constant is and I and I, I always say this and I mean it. If you're doing this to help kids, no matter what the challenges, 
are like everywhere has their, their 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 challenges if if the root of why you're doing this is to help people like you you will enjoy every day of it you will get better at it and you'll move up but at the end of the day in all the different spaces that's always been the constant why and that's to help young people use this game to change their lives in some cases generationally no doubt no doubt you're doing it at a high level that's what you do that's why you do it uh appreciate you. you coming on and taking the time the entire osu staff the one thing i didn't ask uh i've grown up with almost the entire staff outside of yourself but i've gotten to know you uh through this last pandemic but uh really cool to see coach boynton decide to in the midst of all of the um controversy coming out of last season with inequities and um black lives matter and just racial and social justice period for him to hire uh in all of his full-time assistant positions uh all three black males was a really cool thing to see the only high major power five uh coach to do that so i did want to say that <clears throat> before you leave i salute you guys for what you guys are doing and paving the way for more people behind you more than you even know so we salute you appreciate you coming on and Look forward to seeing you guys continue to do big things and handle this controversy that's not really a controversy. It's just really flat out wrong by the NCAA. I can say that. They can Ooh. come get me if they want. But uh, <laughs> I, we appreciate how you're handling it with such class and such uh, integrity and such dignity because uh, it, it's inspirational for all of us because we all felt like we've been wrong in some way or another along the way, but not to that level for those young men. So for them to handle it the way they are and you guys – Hats off to you guys, and thanks for coming, man. Well, we really, really appreciate it. And, you know, that's a thank you from our staff, uh, for all of our players, our campus community. Um, we, we can't thank you guys for highlighting and, and for giving us an opportunity to, to even share some of our thoughts just in reference to it and, and even the kind words and the support from afar. So thank you so much for all of that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good luck the rest of the way, Coach. Thank you so much, Brian, Kevin. God bless. Thank you so much, and uh, look forward to connecting here soon. Thanks, Coach. Say hello. We'll do for sure. Likewise. All right. One of the best, man. You guys can see why. I uh, love that dude. He's special at what he does. Success everywhere he goes at a high level and just such a such one of the sincere and authentic, genuine people in this business who's also really good at what he does. So, Kevin, go ahead and break down OSU and then we'll shut it down. Yeah, man, they're they're battling, right? I mean, this is this league is very challenging and you know, they really guard you. They force turnovers and, you know, held Texas team with, you know, loaded with former five stars and all conference guys. They held them 51 points uh, on Saturday. And that's, uh, I'm not a, a basketball expert, but I will say that when you hold a team to 51 points, you're probably going to the game. And uh, Oklahoma State won the game and, you know, they'll, they'll be, they'll be competitive in this league. And they've got three tough road games this week. It doesn't get any easier, but that's the nature of the beast, the big 12. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Coach Mike is probably one of the most but just beloved guys for how he handles, again, how he treats people. Even Coach saying it feels like there's five of them. Um, it makes sense just by the way he kind of spreads love and, and uh, still has – seems like he's always – I think one thing that's cool about Coach Mike is the fact that he always handles the tough situations so well. I think he's really mastered that kind of, like, graciousness. But, anyway, pleasure having these guys on. Look forward to seeing them continue to do big things and – uh, you know where to find us on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. And thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, 
Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.